the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed in the program are not necessarily those of this radio station or its sponsors and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. You should always consult the appropriate advisor before making any financial decision. All rights reserved. Now, AM 1220 KDOW presents... New Focus on Wealth with certified financial planner Chad Burton, drawing from his 28-year background in finance and investing to help you make sense of your money matters. New Focus on Wealth. Get a new focus on personal finance, wealth management, Wall Street, and the economy. Now your host for New Focus on Wealth, Chad Burton. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The show is dedicated to getting you to retirement. I pledge if you listen, I'm going to do the very best I can to do that. Typically, I try to slow things down and talk a little strategy in part of the show, typically towards the end of the week. The podcasts that I put up on Fridays are the more strategic moments of the week, including what I add at the final show, the Friday show, per se. Nearly half of young adults in the United States are living at home with their parents. It's creating a very interesting stereo because they have jobs they don't have enough jobs to go out and get their own apartment they don't have enough pay to go out and get their own home but they have enough money to boost the luxury boom it's estimated that around 48 percent of young adults are living with parents in 2022 that's similar levels in 1940s um young americans between the ages of 18 and 29 48% live at home. I would have not known that. A, when I turned 18, I wanted to get the hell out of my house and never look back. And B, I've got a family and I'm raising children. So I don't really have that click. I don't know a lot of 18 to 29-year-olds. Factors like high rental costs, enrollment in higher education programs, and delayed marriage are keeping young adults at home. When asked about the incentives to move in with parents, 51% said it was to save money. 39% of them said it was because they could not afford rent. Okay, okay. Starting to make a little bit more sense. There's a company called Burberry, and they make things like luxury scarves. They reported an 11% year-over-year increase in sales. Uh, Burberry is a division or part of Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, which owns brands including Dior, Tiffany, Moet Hennessy, Louis Vuitton. They reported 19% year-over-year increase in revenue. And for the record, Burberry is not part of LVMH. I misstated that. Um, This is very similar to what goes on in China, where China has a culture where they really, really like to um, partake in the luxury goods sector. So who knew kids 18 to 29 living at home would be big consumers of luxury goods? That's what they do spend their money on, not saving for it, not saving for mortgage, 
but on luxury items. If I can go back in time and destroy or kill any luxury item I ever bought, I would. Um, I'm just not, I'm not that guy. Maybe I am because I do like the Apple products, right? And I consider those luxury items. Got a great email this week. We're in our 40s, but only have about 20K in our 401Ks. Should we get a pro to help? Typically, the answer is going to be no. You don't have enough. Should you talk to someone like me? Yes. Should you offer to buy me a beer? Yes. But for 20K, there's not a lot I could do. And you're in your 40s. There's a good chance you're going to be working until the day you die. That's the advice I'm going to give you over a beer. They say that they have an additional 75K to invest and are now in their mid to late 40s. We could add $300 a month in additional funds. What types of investments would be smart? I would go with low-cost exchange-traded funds, ETFs. Um, Now, in your 40s, you still have many, many, many years to retire, but you should already, in my opinion, have at least 100K investments, and it should be very turnkey. If you want to get to, you know, somewhere between one and four million dollars. When you at age in your 40s, <clears throat> I'm going to start thinking about how long can I work and where can I retire that's cheaper when I do retire. So I'd start looking at your budget. So you might live into your 90s. So I want to say 20K is nothing, but I would step up your savings as much as you can. I would say more exposure to stocks than what a conservative model for your age would be, which is kind of interesting. If you have two people who are 40 years old, one of them has 100K and one of them has 20K, I would say the 20K needs to act like he's 30 and invest for a longer period of time and expose their assets to a little bit more risk than the uh, the 100K family. I would work and I would consider working with someone like a Fidelity or a Vanguard. I would get a good book on investing, like The Truth About Money by Rick Edelman. Super old, but it'll teach you all the basics. I would um, listen to a show like this. I would offer to buy someone like me a beer so I could sit there and go, okay, let me think. What would I do? I would start doing automatic saving things. People who use debit cards, I just don't really understand you. I look at you in line and I go, why are you using a debit card? And I don't say it out loud, but if there was a thought bubble above my head, you'd be like, back off, back off, dude. Don't, don't tell me what to do with my money. But if you're in your forties or like even my producer right now, he should get a good rewards credit card. And with his rewards, he should take the cash and invest it. Fidelity has one that will turn your, your spending into points. And it'll put your points into a 401k or an IRA. Not a 401k, because typically you don't have a self-directed 401k. In theory, you probably could. But the credit card's really meant for like an individual retirement account. And I used that card when I was younger. So everything that I would spend, you know, some money would automatically go into an investment vehicle. I prefer my my credit card of, of preference right now is the City Double Cash. And the Verizon card, because I use Verizon, the Verizon card gives me 4% off on all my groceries and 4% off all my restaurants and 4% off um, gasoline. That's that's good. 
and I put that money straight into my Verizon bill every month. Um, I'll take that 4%. If I were in my 40s and I only had 20K invested, uh, I'd probably have not an Apple phone and I'd probably have a very cheap phone plan if at all possible. I would look, I would be very competitive on that. Yesterday, I said something that someone corrected me on. I said, you know, companies like GameStop really shouldn't exist because they sell a physical copy of a game and I just download all games. And someone reminded me like, oh, you're rich, Rob. That's considered luxury in the real world because some people buy the game, get the CD version of it, and then sell it back to GameStop for pennies on the dollar, but still pennies on the dollar. Or they'll, you know, gift it to a son or daughter or someone else in the family kind of thing. So I do sometimes forget that I, I'm a little out of touch, but those are my two credit cards that I use 90% of the time. Then I have a travel card for flights and hotels. I don't mind using my rewards. And if I was 40 years old and only had 20K invested, I would shift all my rewards into retirement savings because it just automates things for you. Um, and do the 15% of your 401k match. Um, you know, if your company's going to give you a three to six percent match, take it and then, you know, legally put in and 15% of your paycheck up to the limit set every year. Depends on how much you make. It depends on where you want to retire. There's a lot going on with a simple question like, I'm 40 years old and only have 20,000, but I want my 40 year olds to have over a hundred thousand invested. Otherwise, I tell them you're probably going to work till the day you die. And that's okay too. That's a plan. It's, it's better knowing that than not knowing it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. So one of the things that surprises myself is a lot of times I'll talk about millennials. And I've even worked to coin the phrase Zillennials, where you combine Generation Z with the millennials. Um, Let's talk about the millennials. Why are they important to me? Ultimately, if you start saving when you're under 30, you have a pretty good chance of getting to retirement. If you wait till you're 40, you, your odds go down a lot. Um, I saw my dad work till the day he died, and I didn't like that. He, you know, he was in the military and he retired a full colonel, so he had a nice pension. But he went into the private sector um, and, and worked for some intelligence companies. And ultimately, I remember, you know, picking up his car after he had a heart attack and, you know, taking care of my dad when he got cancer, but he was still working. And ultimately, when he passed, it was a lot of his, you know, people that he was in his career with that came to his funeral. I don't want you to work till the day you die. I'm not going to say it scarred me, but let's say I noticed the heck out of it. Let's talk about millennials. Two economic recessions, a pandemic a student loan crisis that definitely has put the wealth building journey into perspective. That's a big haul. It's a long road with the younger half of the generation, just making its mark on the labor market. The older half is entering prime earning years. Millennials are classified as those born between 1981 and 1996. The oldest members of the generation are in their early forties, the youngest in their mid twenties. Many members of this generation are reaching their higher earning years right about now. Hopefully, they're doing their families, they're building their business, and they're becoming homeowners. That's how the financial journey kind of plays itself out. 
But like I said, the generation X is different than the millennials. The millennials generation X, I'm generation X, right? A student loan crisis wasn't an issue. Like you could work your way through college. You could take out relatively small loans. Now the loans aren't that small. I didn't finish paying off all my college debt until my early 30s. So I get this, this analysis, but also I had very little debt and it was very easy to service. So two economic recessions, a pandemic, student loan debt has really hurt the millennials. Millennials have an average net worth between roughly $76,000 and $436,000. That's a pretty big range, right? According to a 2022 report, millennials doubled their total net worth, reaching $9.3 trillion in the first quarter of 2022, up from $4.5 trillion two years prior. Good. It was also a great time to invest. Up until this year, we hit 70 new highs last year. Compared to other generations, the average millennial's net worth only outpaces Generation Z. The average millennial under age 35 has a net worth of about 76000 Those over 35 have a net worth of about 400000 My generation, Generation X, has an average net worth between 400000 and 833000 If I can go back to high school right now, I'd just go, I got more net worth than you do, but I'm not going back to high school. The silent generation, the baby boomers, uh, baby boomers plus the silent generation have an average net worth over a million. Millennials earn more money than any other generation at their age. When I came out of college, a $30,000 job was kind of like the starting. You hope to get up to a $55,000, $60,000 a year job. For millennials, the path to building wealth hasn't been without its challenges, obviously. Now we have rising inflation, higher cost of living. You've had multiple economic downturns. It's made it challenging for people to get on a road that's that's not bumpy, but that's smooth. It's been bumpy. And you'd rather have your retirement road smooth because it makes stressful scenarios like a down year a lot easier to handle. College is significantly more expensive than it used to be. College tuition has increased by 1,400% since 1978. That's four times the rate of inflation. And when you say the rate of inflation, that's not just the high price of food or the high price of gasoline. It's the wages and how they've paced up since 1978. So college is up 1,400% in cost since 1978. That's going to be the difference between my generation and my children's. You know, um, I remember paying, getting a student loan, not a student loan, well, a Pell Grant and things like that. But I remember getting a bill for a semester. I was like $3,000. I'm like, that's totally doable. Now it's not so totally doable. It's $40,000. And you're like, oh, oh. 68% of millennials who took a student loan debt for their higher education delayed a major financial decision as a result of their debt. So 68% go to college, come out with that big debt, and they say, you know, I'm not going to get married in my 20s. That's a delay, a delay of financial decision. I'm not going to have a baby. I'm not going to get a house because those things all cost big money. And 
you look at your two hands and you go on one hand, this is how much I earn. On the other hand, this is how much things cost. And you're like, oh, I better hold off. For millennials between the ages 16 to 24, during the 2007 to 2009 recession, the unemployment rate hit a high of 19%. My generation, we never saw unemployment go really above 7% or 8% or 9%. That's as high as it got, not 19%. The COVID pandemic has set back the generation as well, considerably depleting wealth that was built. Um. According to a study, 38% of millennials received or sought financial help or assistance during the pandemic. 35% reported having spent their savings or delayed saving or paying off debt. If I were a millennial, I would make a plan to pay down my student debt. I would say that's a big one. I would see that as a liability. Homes are a liability because you have to pay your mortgage every month or you'll lose your home. New cars are a liability because you have to pay your car payment every month or your car will be repossessed. One minute. Student loan debt cannot be discharged by the IRS. They will go after it forever and ever and ever. So you have to pay it back. It is a liability. If I was a millennial, so I'd pay down my student debt, that'd be a big circle. Um, then I would start saying, I'm not going to slack on retirement savings. I'm going to build it in my cost of living. I did that in my 20s where I was like, I have to save $166 a month every single month before my rent of $300 a month every single month. So I was like $466. Then it was like my car payment was like $120 or something, $119. So I built my expenses starting with, I have to save for retirement. And if I was a millennial right now, I'd say, you know, try to set up a safety net that protects your finances from having to dip into it. That can be an, that could be a, an emergency fund it could be setting aside money it could be smarter budgeting a lot can go on there now back to new focus on wealth on am 1220 kdow every now and then you see a headline story that you want to comment on and i don't think this one has anything to do with money maybe let's see if we can make a headline into a financial point of the day a huge aquarium in berlin burst yesterday spilling debris water and more than a thousand tropical fish out of a tourist attraction known as the Aquadam in the heart of German, uh, in, in the heart of Berlin. 264,000 gallons of water poured from the aquarium shortly before 6 a.m. this morning. Berlin's fire service said two people were slightly injured. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of dead fish. 1,500 dead fish. That's terrible. Efforts were underway to save an additional 400 to 500 smaller fish housing aquariums underneath the hotel lobby. Without electricity, their tanks were not receiving the necessary oxygen to keep them alive. What a horrific story. And what's, what's interesting, I don't, I eat fish and I don't really look at 1500 dead fish and I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's something I can't comprehend. It's, Worthy of note, there's no financial tie to this other than it was an accident. Um, and that's why you have insurance. Every major thing that I've ever used insurance on, I've never really seen coming. Um, let me give you an example. I moved into a home 18 months ago, and last December, California got hit with a massive uh, December rain. 
And there was one pipe that was clogged on the roof, which led to water coming into the home, into my son's room. And basically, I woke up to a waterfall in his bedroom. Now, it's interesting to note he has an Xbox. He has a TV in his room. The damage didn't hit the Xbox or the TV. It just went literally from the second floor into the first floor as a waterfall. So I had to obviously open the drain, get the water away from that area, redirect it out into the yard. But then I had to deal with a waterfall in a room, which basically means the water came in, got to the roof on the other side of the roof, not on the bedroom side, but in the middle of the house, sat there and, and puddle up, puddle up, puddle up, and then basically burst through like a lighting fixture. So last year at this time, I was cutting you know, the roof out of his room. What was a one foot by three foot hole was really probably a six foot by four foot damage roof had dried out. Um, interesting of note while I'm pulling out the, uh, the wet soggy roof, which was going to mold is why you have to dry it out. Right. I found a tool up there. Someone had left, um, maybe it was a flashlight or a hammer. Someone had left a tool there the last time it happened. I don't think it was there when it was built. I think that uh, the room was prone to flooding. And it would have been nice if the owner had told me. Like when I sold a home two years ago, I told the owner everything I could. I'm like, okay, when it rains, here's the trick to keep the water out of the driveway. When it does, when it gets, and I I showed him all the tips and tricks that I know on the house. Uh, That was a $10,000 roof repair in my situation. Uh, most of it was, you know, the labor of of cutting it out and just resheeting it um, and painting it wasn't that tough. You had to dry it out. It, it, it was the labor. Um, I'm good with, you know, fixing walls. I'm not that good with fixing walls. But um, it was an insurance situation, and I decided not to do the insurance claim because my deductible was right about the cost of the work. Now, I could have called my homeowner's insurance. I have USAA, which is one of those. You see the commercials for USAA? Because your father served in the military, you get USAA. It's, I really like USAA's insurance. I think they do a great job of covering their claims. I think they do a great job of um, call centers. Like I have no problems, no problems with the USAA. But in the end, I chose not to claim a waterfall in my home and rather learn a lesson from it. Um, if you're one of those people that makes a lot of claims, and let's put it this way, I've got a friend who um, uh, is in love with a particularly young woman who she seems to sue a lot of people. So he tells me, oh, yeah, she's uh, suing her doctor. Oh, yeah, she's she's suing a neighbor. I'm like, what's up with that? But if you use a lot of claims on your insurance, your insurance company is going to go, okay, you're a bad driver. I see that you had a claim where someone hit you in a parking lot or you had a claim where like, and they'll start going, they'll start raising your rates. So I'm not one to use insurance unless I have to. And I like learning lessons along the way. Learning the lesson that the room is going to turn into a flood. 
on a regular basis, I reworked the drainage system on the house so that a pipe takes the water away from the house and not onto a patio from the roof, from the roof. So I, I changed the gutter alignment as I don't want to pay $10,000 a year every time there's a big storm. So the gutters were poorly thought out and it didn't take that much work to fix the gutters, but that's preventative medicine to me. Um, I think you should do everything you can not to let your health go bad. You have health insurance for when you have a heart attack or when you have cancer, you don't have health insurance for being 20 pounds overweight. Take the weight off, exercise, do what you can. I know, I know, I know that sometimes people are genetically inclined to not lose weight. I get it. There's now a new drug that's made for diabetes that is working great as a weight loss drug. Um, Take care of your health. You can't afford to lose it. Take care of your home. Maintain your home. Um, It it sucks that the previous owner knew that the room was going to flood and didn't tell me because I would have saved a lot. I would have saved some money. I would have saved some time and some frustration. Now, when it rains, I get a little post-traumatic stress where I'm like, are the gutters clean? Are the gutters clear? I never had that before this. Hopefully, you have a story where you've learned from. There was another story I could tell you about an insurance claim. That's a famous Rob Black story. Me and Juliet were in our young 20s, and we got a townhouse together, condo together, and we lived on the bottom floor. Um, And I didn't know that the floors above us essentially send trash down to the sewer, third floor flushes it down. It goes to the sewer, which is under the first floor. And I was on the first floor. I didn't know that was something to be aware of. So one Saturday morning, the toilet's gurgling. And I'm like, okay, I've never heard a toilet gurgle. It's talking to me. So instead of waking up and being with the love of my life and being young and sexy, I wake up to gurgle, 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 gurgle. So I get the toilet plunger and I start plunging the toilet. And it keeps gurgling. It keeps Oh, there's some feces coming up in the bathtub. I'm like, what's going on? This is bigger than me. I don't know what the hell's going on. So I go get an auger or, you know, one of those drills that you can kind of like put in the pipes and try to clear it out. I'm thinking it's my toilet because I've never seen a clog in a bathtub. That doesn't make any sense to me. So what it was, was 15 yards out of the home, it was clogged. So you had to get Roto-Rooter to come out and do a, an industrial from the street pipe clear. Um, and before I knew that, the bathtub had overflowed with sewage. And I'm seeing tampons. I'm seeing chicken bones. I'm seeing stuff people flush that they shouldn't flush. Uh, like just, I want to vomit just thinking about it. I don't like where this is going. So I literally had sewage come into my home. It was an apartment we were renting. You know, it wasn't anything fancy, um, but it got on the rugs. And so you had to call a a service master to come and cut that stuff out because that's just going to lead to health problems. Um, I called the owner, you know, two hours in. I'm like, there's something bubbling up. I don't know what to do. And he got service master out there and he got Roto-Rooter out there. Um, But he was a 45-year-old man. I'm a 22, 23-year-old man. And I didn't know. Hopefully you learn from your natural uh, disasters that happen in your life. Um, so I always say, insure what you can't afford to lose. I'm glad that I had renter's insurance. 
it did not get to the point of the poop actually getting to the bedroom. So it didn't hit mattresses and couches and stuff like that. But I didn't have to have a claim. It was nice to know that I had renter's insurance in case this turned into an issue. I always thought renter's insurance. And this is, again, just me being naive as a 20-year-old. I was like, if I get a nice TV and my roommate steals it. I always thought roommates were going to steal from me. I always thought that's why I had to have insurance. I've got a computer. What if my roommate sells it? One minute. So insure what you can't afford to lose. Um, one of the best things you could do is floss. You can't afford to lose your teeth. You can't afford to lose your health. You can't afford to get into a car crash and hit a car with four lawyers in it. It's sure what you can't afford to lose. So I don't over-insure and I don't use insurance as a payday. I use it as worst case scenarios. And I hope you've learned something from the things that go wrong in your home. Preventative maintenance is a lot easier, like flossing than replacing teeth with dentures. Do you see why you want to prevent it? I do. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Now back to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I want to get your retirement. That's really the goal of the show. In my 20s, the goal of the show was to beat the markets. I found that to be easy. Because I grew up at the time of video games. When I was seven, you would go to the arcade and play Pac-Man. You'd drop quarters in because the technology was too expensive to put in your home. So someone had to buy a big piece of equipment and say, fund it with quarters. And I blew a lot of money as a kid at the arcade. So... The reason sometimes I tell you things like my father was an alcoholic, I probably pushed his alcohol a little further because like, dad, I need quarters, I need money, dad, I need, I got to go to the arcade and play Dragon Slayer. Which if you look up Dragon Slayer, it was kind of all that in a bucket of chicken for its age. I think it was a laser disc arcade game. So the mechanics weren't great, but let's just say I grew up at the right time to understand that. Graphics were going to be an important thing. Computing power is going to be an important thing. Um, in my in the 1990s, I made a lot of money on companies like Microsoft and Intel. And then I made a lot of money on companies like NVIDIA and Apple because I understood technology a little bit better than the Wall Streeters. I am slightly proud of that. But at the same time, I'm also very realistic to say um, I just think I was born at the right time. Money, investing, and more. Let's get you to retirement. That's the goal of the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. I do want to get you to retirement. And for me, that's a big number, like a million to four million dollars. So it's kind of a distance run. If you start in your 20s, it's a lot easier to do a marathon if you look at it as I need to do one mile at a time, if you try to do all 26 miles immediately, it's not going to work. So we all make mistakes. Trying to cut down on your mistakes helps you get to retirement. Let's go over the top mistakes people make when dealing with retirement. Number one, should you get 10 down to one? Yeah, it's good. 10 down to one. Number 10, um, being too aggressive. 21% of people make that mistake. Um, 
Do you kind of wish your portfolio had a little bit more value and income this year? But last year you were like, I'm all in growth stocks and we're hitting all time record 70 times this year. It's wonderful. But this year you learned the downside of being too aggressive, whether it was speculative stocks who aren't earning money. I own one stock that's not earning money. If I own 20 total stocks, I own one that's not earning money. So I'm down more like 11% this year versus 20% of the markets. Because my, my shift to income, now again, was I up as much as the markets last year? I was because of the stock picking, but not because of my market timing. Have we hit new lows? Right now, I think we're learning companies that aren't earning money and cryptocurrencies are really, really speculative. The anti-version of really, really speculative is Warren Buffett. He's very conservative. Um, he goes with companies that have massive free cash flow, FCF. Number nine mistake that people make when dealing with retirement is underestimating real estate costs. If you paid off your mortgage by the time you retire, you'll still be... F- facing rising property taxes, insurance, and maintenance costs. If you don't own a home in your retirement, you're going to pay rent, and those costs rise as well. So you have to factor in your real estate cost into your retirement. The number eight mistake people make when dealing with retirement is relying too much on Social Security. Social Security Administration reports that the average benefit is $20,000 a year. And for about two-fifths of people over 65, their Social Security benefits counts for at least half of their income. So two-fifths, 40% of people over 65, more than half their income is at $20,000. So they're living off $40,000. It's not a lot of money. When you look at the cost of a roof and look at the cost of a car, things that you need to replace in retirement. Even the most prosperous of retirees may not realize that Medicare will not cover the long-term stay in a nursing home. There's a lot of cost as you age. I, My spouse, her best friend, is dealing with a father who died two years ago with a very sloppy will that favored the daughter over his son. So the son hates her, her brother. But also the mother instantly after the husband died, basically had two strokes and started getting dementia and is in an old folks home. And that's $100,000 a year in the Bay Area. Number six, no, number seven on the list. So number 10 was being too aggressive with investments. Number nine was underestimating real estate costs. Number eight was replying, uh, relying too much on social security. Number seven is failing to understand income sources. Retirement used to depend on three-legged stool, your pension, your savings, and Social Security. Today, hardly anyone has a pension. And the other two legs are not strong enough to support your whole retirement. One minute. So we used to count on the pension, your savings, and Social Security. Pensions aren't really offered now. It's You have to do your own 401k with companies. They don't want to be on the hook for paying you unless you work for the state government or the federal government. You get the idea. Number six on the list is forgetting to factor in healthcare cost. 39% of Americans fail to do that. The average 65-year-old couple will need $315,000 to cover future healthcare costs. Number five on the list is setting unrealistic expectations of stock returns. 
Uh, yeah, you're not going to get 20% every year. I would aim more for 6 to 10%. And 2 to 4% of that is going to be eaten away by inflation. Got to lower your expectations to hit the goals conservatively. You don't want to be too conservative in retirement. That's a mistake. You don't want to overestimate your investment income. You need $1 million to retire. It used to be the common thought because you could get 4% on that and get pay yourself $40,000 a year. It's a trickier calculation than that. Anyhow, those are some of the top mistakes people make. I want to get you to retirement. That's the goal of the show. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Black. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.